This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 100 of Jurassic Park. Brady, we have made it to Minute number 100. We have. It's strange. It's it's really strange. It is crazy. So this is actually the furthest we have gone into uh, Movies by Minute podcasts. Yeah, by... By, I think, like 30 seconds or something. I think so, yeah, because when we did Ghostbusters Minute, uh, it doesn't end. uh, It it went to 99 episodes, and then the next minute was only like 30 seconds of film before the credit hits. And our rule is that we stop when the credits hit. I think some other podcasts uh, who do Movies by Minute podcasting or or analyzation will actually go through the credits, but we're kind of like, nah, the interesting stuff's over. We're not going to do that. Anyway. Yeah, the story's over. The the story is over, yes. And that's what we're here to talk about, the story and the production of the film. So uh, when we hit like, I think it was minute number 130 seconds on Ghostbusters Minute, we're like, let's just combine them into one episode and that'll be it. So there's actually like not well considering that the first episode we do is the first 60 seconds i think there were just 100 episodes of ghostbusters minute technically this is our 101st episode but this is the furthest we've ever gone <laughs> into a movies by minute analyzation podcast so uh all right man well you want to go ahead and get on into minute number 100 let's do it in the previous minute we saw ellie sattler make her way into the utility shed as the minute ended john hammond guided ellie by radio through the shed At minute number 100, Ian Malcolm tells Hammond to have Ellie follow the main cables in the shed. Hammond quickly cuts Malcolm off and tells him that he knows how to read a schematic. At 105, we cut to a shot of Grant, Lex, and Tim walking through the jungle. The camera pulls back to show a warning sign that reads, Warning, 10,000 volts, hanging on an electrical fence. The fence has windblown debris all over it. At minute number 118, Grant climbs up onto the concrete base of the fence and looks up to a pair of indicator lights, which are powered off. He is holding a branch. At minute number 100, second 30, Grant tosses his branch against the fence. It bounces off without a spark. Grant shrugs and tells Lex and Tim that he guesses this means the power is off. At 135, Grant slowly approaches the fence with outstretched arms. Grant grabs the fence and begins to scream and shake. Tim and Lex scream as well. At 146, Grant stops screaming and turns his head toward Lex and Tim. He smiles at them. Lex tells Grant that his joke was not funny. Tim tells Grant that it was great. At 155, Grant says maybe we could, and begins to try to stretch the wires on the fence apart and get his head through them. A dinosaur roars in the distance. Grant, Tim, and Lex all look off towards the roar. And thus ends minute number 100 of Jurassic Park. So I love the, okay, so I guess one thing we need to start addressing now because we're going to be talking about it over the next couple of days is the way that the next few minutes of this movie are edited. And yes. going back and watching these minutes uh, in, in great detail, you notice that uh, we're cutting between three different stories. Usually at the height of a movie, you want to have a couple different things going on that you're engaging the audience with. So imagine, or you know, think about the, the um, end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, when we have mm-hmm. not only the battle going on on Endor of Han Solo and Princess Leia trying to get into the power, the um, 
you know, the shield generator and shut that down. We also have the space fight going on in the sky with Wedge Antilles and Lindo Calrissian flying around shooting people. And then we have what's going on at actually in the Death Star with Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in a uh, lightsaber battle in the Emperor there, right? So we're cutting between three different things there, and you kind of want to engage the audience at the at the high point of the movie to really kind of get them invested in all these storylines. And one of the ways you can do that is by rapidly cutting between them when uh, stressful situations are happening, right? So in this one, we've got Lex and Grant and Tim climbing the fence, and we also have uh, Ellie and uh, uh, in the shed, and then we have Malcolm and Hammond trying to guide her at the same time. So we have three scenarios there too, and we'll actually have fourth uh, fourth one coming up pretty soon with Muldoon and the Raptor. But one thing I notice is that today we're cutting between Muldoon. I'm sorry, we're cutting between Hammond and Malcolm, we're cu- and Ellie and Grant, and Lex, and Tim. But they're kind of like longer segments. You know, they're like maybe ten to fifteen, twenty seconds, and we have the yeah. three of them trying to get you know something done. And then tomorrow. It, it, it's about 15 to 10 seconds. And then after that, the third day here on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about it. These cuts come in segments that are like maybe five to three seconds long, you know? So we're speeding up the cuts between the stuff to amp up the tension, you know? And uh, it's, uh, you know, being an editor, Brady, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, they are taking, they're, they're doing something so interesting in this movie, which is shrinking the scale of it as it goes you know, further and further into its uh, climax, into its third act, at the end of its third act, uh, which is something you don't really see. You know, you got your big moment right in the middle of the film, and then the movie spends so much more time becoming more claustrophobic. So, yeah, I mean, it's like you were saying, that the quicker your segments are, and the tighter they are coming together, and the more related they are, the higher the tension. We know how this is, is going to end. We see her going to the power box. We know what she's there to do. And then we see the kids and Grant slowly making their way over the top. It's very similar to uh, a point Alfred Hitchcock would make in that, you know, there's the bomb under the table and the audience can know, but the characters cannot know that it's there and it's just ticking and ticking away. Uh, So it's just a buildup, a buildup, a buildup of of tension. And you're having all of this done to John Williams, just amazing music. Um, You've got Ellie just as stressed out as can be. You've got Malcolm being as stressed out as he can be because he just wants to tell her the right directions that Hammond is not doing. And then you've got the kids and Grant very calmly going up over the fence, very mm-hmm. casually. And all you want to do is just yell at them to, you know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. So we it's, know something it's that frustrating and exactly. Yeah. You know, we know that that bomb is under the table. They don't. And it is about to go off and it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, our, our heroes are, our characters are basically going to lose here yeah. in this case. One, Tim is going to get electrocuted. Ellie is going to get attacked by the raptor. And Malcolm won't be able to get off the island. He's going to bleed to death there in the table. (laughs) Exactly. All of this. And then poor Muldoon. Well, he was screwed from the beginning. So he was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's his own problem. But uh, let's see. I I think it's really funny that Malcolm and John feel like a sitcom couple in this. Where he's like, just tell, tell, you know, I know how to read a schematic. And it always kind of reminded me of an episode of the Golden Girls or something. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like their funny. own little bottle episode where they're holed up inside the you know the emergency shed yeah. down there and kind of fighting for who's who's in control. And I love that you know uh, Hammond tells him like, "Well, I know how to read a schematic." It's like, really? Do you? Like, what do you yeah, do for do a you? living? You run this giant company and you had a flea circus before that, and, and no, nothing that we know about you says that you can read blueprints. You know, right? Um, so there's something interesting that Spielberg does here, and it's when they walk up to the fence, the reveal of the fence is that it, the camera pulls back through one of the little spaces right. in it and you see you know what we're what we're coming up to uh this is kind of similar to the trick he used with electrified fences a few minutes ago when ellie and muldoon are walking out 
camera is behind the fence, and as it's moving along, it shows that the Raptors have, in fact, gotten yeah. out. Uh, so it's kind of similar in the sense that you you get a reveal of something that's coming into or out of a space in an electrified fence. Yeah. So it might have just been a subconscious thing that he was doing. But uh, it's but it's, it's cool, too, how you know we've, we've seen that 10,000-volt thing over and over in this. We saw it at the beginning of the movie when they first got to the island. There's a close-up on it to let us know that, oh, these fences are electrified yeah. dinosaurs can't get through them then nidri goes to move it and you know they say well how you know how's nidri getting through or why is he turning off all the fences and then we see him immediately push open an electrified electrified fence with no problem you know uh so it's this is the big payoff for all of that we finally get to see what happens with these electrified fences uh but i love the camera work here not only do we have that pull out but in the next couple of minutes we have a shot that like somehow tracks underneath the fence yeah. while they're climbing it from one side to the other and then later on when tim is up there we do get some creative shots kind of at his eye level with Grant and Lex down in the background. So Steven Spielberg definitely doing some creative stuff with the camera there. And, uh, you know, it, it just adds to the engagement and the tension of all this. You know, we've kind of got Ellie almost has this like third person video game type shot of her walking around with her flashlight. You know, we're kind of yeah. over her shoulder watching what she's doing slow push-ups on Malcolm and John. I think every time we see them, the camera's getting a little bit closer until finally in the next few minutes, I think it's going to be on Wednesday, uh, John Hammond's telling her to push some buttons and we just have his face in the frame. You know, it's that, yeah. that's all that's on there. So, uh, yeah, cool camera work, cool editing, and uh, really good music, too, <laughs> during this. I mean, yes. everything everything about amazing. this is, is made to uh, really ratchet up the tension and to, and to just make you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Right. And to go back to the beginning, um, so we've been seeing little things that the filmmakers are doing to, you know, further emphasize just the, the, the Grant is a father. He's now a paternal uh, figure and all this that we've just gone back and forth on. And uh, but he does do something here. I don't think it's them intentionally trying to say anything with it, but he has the, the dumbest dad joke possible where he grabs the fence and starts shaking it and then gives them the, you know, goofy look. Uh, very much a, a dad joke, I guess is what they call him. Yeah, but, uh, that, that was, I yeah. think, one of the funniest parts in this movie I remember seeing oh, yeah. it with, with a live audience because it, it does kind of frighten you when you see it for the first time. You're like, oh, God, is he mm-hmm. really getting elect- Are they really going to kill this guy like right here in front of the kids? But yeah, it's a total dad joke. Yeah, uh, that is all that I have for this minute. What about you? That's all I have as well. Uh, again, just I want to talk. We're going to be talking about editing for the next couple of days, I think, and uh, because these scenes are really if you wanted to, to kind of if you're out there and you're an aspiring editor and you want to see like what makes great tension just out of like cutting between a bunch of stuff. Uh, there is a maximizing of what they had to work with here, which is just Absolutely. shots of people in different in, in different situations. No CG, you know, no special effects, basically just music, uh, cameras pushing in on things and slow you know slow reveals like we had of that fence and just kind of like setting uh, so yeah really really great film work here so um, but yeah no that's it uh, if you're ready to get out of here so am I let's go alright folks thank you so much for joining us today we're going to be back again tomorrow with minute number 101 I'm Kyle I'm Brady and until next time hold on to your butts Jurassic Park Minute is a fan supported podcast If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.